3: many other things goodbye and smooch good night bye-bye hey friendos, steve here and larson and yeah, welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash steven larson available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live of the twitch twitch.tv forward slash steve and larson the road to revolution is is complete this is the last stop this is the last, last stop, stop i guess now uh we had the go home show for aew revolution mm-hmm. and uh looks to be a stacked stacked show we're going to be doing live reactions to that this sunday starting at probably four because i think that's when the kickoff is starting uh yeah. pacific be 7 eastern right. uh and uh, i thought it was a wildly entertaining show oh, tonight fantastic but man we amazing were, we yeah, were left. basically like a midi pay-per-view we were left with a lot of questions tonight we were uh, we I mean, it was, yeah, it was like a mini pay-per-view. You had the, the giant there and, uh, and Shaq was in it. The Shaq match was kind of a pay-per-view match. I'm kind of surprised. It really was. I wonder it really if it was. does have to do with the NBA All-Star game. This, I mean, this really should have been like a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. I'm unless not sure maybe a TNT has, Shaq, wanted Shaq on their thing. Shaq maybe. is probably
1: working the All-Star game. Yeah. So they had to yeah. do it, uh, tonight. Um, yeah. yeah, this exceeded every expectation I had for it. Yeah. Ever.
3: It was, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, it, it leaves some questions here. Uh, question number one, Larson, who is this mystery man that Paul White will? So there was an interview during the show. Shivani interviewed Paul White, formerly known as Big Show. Well. And he was hyping up the projects he has lined up with AEW. But then he said something about, at Revolution, a new... Hall said, of Fame a, level star is coming yeah. to AEW.
1: He said, uh, I'm gonna prove I'm gonna show you how uh, like uh my bona fide's for my new job as color commentator. I got a scoop for you. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's Scott Hall. Um do I have a scoop for you? Uh I, there's a Hall of Fame caliber talent who is gonna be there contracted at AEW Revolution. So I'd assume that means pen's are already been put to paper.
3: Yeah, at that point, I, I hope
1: it's not just him. That's always lame. That was my first thought. That, that was my first thought that was going to be him, that he was going to be involved in a match somehow. Maybe he'll be in the ladder match, something like that. If he's going to be in the match,
3: I'd be OK with that because I didn't I wasn't expecting him to wrestle this early. But I guess like, why not? Like he's, you know, he's contracted there. Um, but I mean, who else could it be? We've had some great names here in our live Twitch chat during the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock. Chris Hero is a favorite of mine. That Mm -hmm. dude should be in any Hall of Fame, by the way. You got that right. Uh, You know, I don't know if you consider him a Hall of Fame, but certainly potential for future Hall of Fame guy, Uh, Ethan Page,
1: maybe. Yeah. And of Uh, course, you got the major names who aren't currently affiliated with any wrestling promotion. You got Brock Lesnar, which it's going to take a pretty massive check to sign Brock Lesnar. Um, And then, of course, you got Phil. You yeah. got CM Punk. You got CM Punk out there too. I kind
3: of doubt that they would announce or they would tease CM Punk in this manner, or
1: Brock Lesnar for that matter. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I will. Say, I will. Say, I don't think it's Brock. First of all, yeah. Right. I will say though, Brock and uh, Big Show have a pretty extensive history going back to the early odds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that was uh, Heyman turned on Brock and aligned himself with the Big Show, if I remember correctly. There's
3: another name that people are bringing up here. So we also mentioned RVD uh, mm-hmm. with Katie Forbes, of course. Definitely mm-hmm. a future Hall of Famer she is. But a lot of people are saying Kurt Angle as well here in the oh, chat. Oh, I've seen, I've seen Kurt
1: Angle. I've hit, seen his name and Christian. Yeah, and Christian, Given yeah. that Given that Edge is in WWE and Christian was in the Rumble, let's say it's an impossibility. I would just think given the storyline potentials probably presented to him, if he wanted to wrestle and was given the opportunity to wrestle again, he probably... probably would stay with WWE. I'm kind of curious why we haven't seen Christian yet if if they
3: were going to use him you would have thought thought that maybe by now but maybe they just have everything set for mania and they're like hey we don't want to really introduce a whole lot of new stuff before mania um so that that's a possibility as well um so that was that and then of course and then maybe this is related but maybe not and probably not Who's the fourth man, brother? So, Sean Spears returned after a fairly lengthy absence. He's been gone for a couple yeah. months now. He went and got a got a his uh, mohawk bleached. I think it looks cool. I actually think it does looks look really cool. good for him. Um, I wasn't a fan of like the mohawk before, but now that it's bleached, for some reason, I think it works. I don't know, this is me, yeah, whatever. It does. No, uh, I, I agree. He took the he took the hood off. I'm like, oh, he looks great. Yeah, it looks cool, right? Um, so it's him, F, T, R. So there's three people. Uh, you have like a ton of horsemen with them. Uh, but obviously we are looking at active competitors. Do you think they have a fourth man in mind, given that they were so heavy caught talking about the four horsemen? I mean, they have to have a fourth person now, right?
1: You think so. And at this juncture, it, you would think it needs to be a main eventer, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because they got the tag team. Uh, I like Sean Spears a lot, but at this juncture in his career, he's a mid Carter. Um, so you need a mate of dinner.
3: I'm dude, okay, yeah. I I say this, dude. I say this. A marriage, so to speak, of old school families, but without like an actual marriage involved. Cody.
1: Yeah, Cody makes all Cody the in the world. Makes especially, tons of sense. Especially when he wins the ladder match on Sunday, he'll <laughs> Cody can then feud with Darby Allen for that TNT title.
3: There you go. Yeah. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that'd be pretty crazy because, like, that Nightmare family is huge. It's massive. And maybe you can do, like, a split. Like, maybe Dustin will be like, whoa, wait a second. Like, our dad had lots of legendary battles with the horsemen. We don't join with them. But then Arn's there in the Nightmare family, and he obviously made his presence known, you know, doing this and then throwing this up and then walking yeah. away. That was rad. Yeah. That was cool. It kind of was kind of a smirk on his face. I know. Man, that was great. Tony Khan must love that stuff.
1: Yeah. See, that's what... The- one one of many things I really appreciate about AEW is their embrace of the world of wrestling outside itself, and the acknowledgement of the history, the larger history of pro wrestling. Like AEW acknowledges that pro wrestling exists outside the company, mm-hmm, which is yeah. something WWE very rarely does. Like WWE he would never bring out Sushi Onita onto their show. He was in that promo for Mox and Omega. And it was amazing. Yeah, I know
3: it's it's funny because for a company that wants that strives to be the destination for wrestling and even wrestling history, given that they they try to get as many tapes as they can for their library on screen, you wouldn't really think it
1: because no, was, WWE is the end all be all of wrestling on WB programming.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. the alpha and the omega. You know, Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. When I was doing the, uh, the Steve, Book re- Steve Book's WrestleMania stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which is coming to YouTube.com slash Frondoville very soon, um, I was looking at like, uh, you know, because these days we all you know, this is completely off topic, by the way. Uh, we always, you know, we acknowledge how great Bruno San Martino's run was back in the day, right? And I was like, I wonder, wait, when did he retire? And what was his deal? Like, why, you know, he was having matches in WWF after WrestleMania one, he mm-hmm. was totally there. Like he was with David. Uh, he like, I think went with David to his corner at like WrestleMania one or two or something like that. He was totally in the company. He had like a match with uh, like Piper and like one of the, the how the, the big house events that they had um, mm-hmm. in the years following. Like he had a bunch of matches there in the company, but you know, obviously it was so fresh off his legendary status that they didn't really use him as like a torch-passing guy because he was so old at the time. But uh, but now, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Like WWE, they, they don't do that. It would be nice if they would acknowledge that kind of stuff a bit more. AEW leans really heavily into it, um, and
1: I think it, it adds quite a lot to the product. It does. It does. Well, I think from a storytelling perspective, like in a cynical manner, you can say, oh, them reviving the four horsemen, they're just trying to cash in on the name value of it. But you have Tully involved. Uh, it's obvious that the FTR guys are very fond of him. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like a cheap cash, in. it feels no. like, and this is something that's been rumored for months and months and months, and they've been slow burning this whole thing, and maybe it won't amount to anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But even though there's been rumors and such that there's going to be a, a, a new Four Horsemen, they have taken their time. They've here and there hinted at it. You know, I think Cody's talked about it in in interviews before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, you know, granted, going back to uh, an old legendary stable, it's not necessarily going to feel completely organic. Mm -hmm. They're doing their damnedest to make this feel relatively organic.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
1: I know. I like that. I mean,
3: seemingly Tony Khan has, in my mind, he's got like, you know, a wall with a bunch of post-it notes, like sticky notes on it with like stories that they kind of start. It's like, hey, you know what? Every once in a while he'll look at it. When can we pick this back up? You know? And tonight, after Spears is gone for a long time, he comes back, helps out with this match, Tully gets the pin. Um great. And, uh, and then it's like, okay. And then Arn comes out, throws up the four. And uh, and then, you know, gets everybody speculating. Some people here saying Nick Aldis as NWA champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Would be an interesting other name, given that uh, AEW is going to buy uh, NWA soon. Well, uh, there's
1: one other <laughs> mystery that, that we need to to consider too. Mm-hmm. How did Shaq disappear from the ambulance? So Tony Schiavone, unless there was like some production <laughs> mix up, they tried to to, to like you standing outside the wrong ambulance or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> where he was like standing outside the ambulance about to give us an update on, on Shaq's <laughs> Uh, health following that table spot opens the ambulance and is empty. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean that's got to be something. Hmm. Is there somebody with magical powers who's going to debut on uh on April uh, March seventh here? It's the Sunday?
3: Undertaker status. Oh, that's right. He's signed oh, for think, like thirty. Years. Yeah,
1: he's signed probably for the rest of his natural. life He's got life. one
3: of those machinima contracts for a billion
1: years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a C- he's got a C core contract. <laughs>
3: yeah. He's got a billion year deal. (laughs) The Scientology shit going there. (laughs) Oh man, let's hop into this man. We kicked off with uh, Cody and Red Velvet versus uh, Shaq and Jade Cargill. (laughs) This was like, we kind of figured this was set up for Jade Cargill. To It was sort of a showcase match for her wrapped up in a celebrity showcase match. Uh Shaq, who for some reason was having problems with his eyes early on, he was like crying at one point. Not actually crying. It looked like, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe we'll find out at some point. But Shaq's eyes, he looked he, they looked like they were irritated and like something had gotten in them. Maybe it was the wind blew the smoke from the pyro or something. You speculated maybe,
1: that. Maybe, yeah. But and then at one he was point. Just- I thought he might have
3: been a little nervous. But. He's Shaq. He didn't get nervous. Uh, he comes out and like at, at one point his eyes start tearing up. But then he seemed to get a little bit looser once that issue was settled. But mm-hmm. man, he started he started out be just beating the crap out of Cody. Yeah. Uh, Jade comes in. Man, talk about somebody who looks like a superstar. Man, uh, she's throwing red velvet around. Does some push-ups. Red Velvet's I, really good. Yeah, red she is. really
1: good. She is. She's really good. I
3: love the showboating. I love heels that showboat like this because she throws Red Velvet around, does some push-ups. At one point, she had the figure four locked on and she was flexing. She was flexing. That was great. That was great. Uh, at one point, Shaq is down uh, near the uh, – so uh, Red Velvet tries a fun splash. She eats a fall-away slam instead. Pretty impressive spot from Jade Cargill. At one point, Shaq he's down there on the floor, and he sort of backs up. And Austin Gunn like hits him with a chair. Shaq turns around, just annoyed, like throws him over the barricade, and he throws somebody else. I forget who it was. It's, I think
1: it's another uh uh another uh, of Billy Gunn's kids. I thought the the second oh. person had last name of Gunn too. Oh, another Gun Club guy. Okay, yeah, because they're they're Nightmare Family. I think they're Nightmare Gunn Club. Is. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Then we have. Oh, yeah. So with with all that going on, uh, there's a big sort of, you know, Cody goes down there. Jade goes down there. And then uh, Red Velvet hits this huge moonsault off the top flo- to the Great. floor into to everybody. That's when we get the figure four spot. Uh, mm-hmm. But red velvet table to reverse the pressure. Of course, then the, the, the pain goes back to the person who who but originally the put chain on reverses the pressure back. It gets reversed back exactly, uh, and then uh, red velvet sets up a couple tables on the outside. Uh, shockingly, she is not the person to go through them though. As usual, wrestling convention would dictate uh, mm-hmm. Cody and Shaq are back in Shaq hits an amazing power bomb.
1: He did a little uh, Brody Lee tribute before it too. Yeah, that's right. That's
3: right. Yeah. Yeah. That power bomb was great. It was great, but Cody came back pretty quick with an eye poke. He slammed Shaq. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he tries to pin him, but Shaq just throws him off like he's nothing. Uh, the women come back in. They trade some strikes. Jade hits a, a really nice looking spine buster. Cody breaks that pin, and Cody leaps at Shaq, and they go through the tables. It was awesome.
1: It was fantastic. It was, good. It was really good. Uh, while that's all being sorted out, Red Velvet hits Jade with a spear, gets a two, Arn uh, coaches up Red Velvet a little bit. She's looking for a slam. Jade esca- escapes that, gets a glam slam to get the win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Tons of fun. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Uh, after that, we had.
3: Uh, okay. So next up I have inner circle press conference. When was the shack ambulance oh, thing? Cause I actually, so that was next. So we okay. come
1: back from commercial and Tony, you missed the, the, the Packery Phoenix match then. It I was miss... super short. Who... You missed that. It was about a minute and a half long. It was super short. Oh my God. Wow. So, uh, so we come back from commercial, Tony's standing in front of the ambulance. He says, I'm here provide an update on Shaq. Uh, He's in this ambulance. EMTs loaded into it, loaded him into it. He opens the door, and it's absolutely empty. There's nobody inside. No EMTs, nobody.
3: So I actually actually missed this. Was he weirded out by it? He was confused. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm glad they sold it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if if that was meant to be a story beat. Everything.
1: It seems seems like it. It seems like it was. So (laughs) then after that, we had a tag match, a pack, Ray Phoenix taking on John Skyler, who uh, has been in NXT a few times. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch the name of his of his partner. Mm. Uh, anyways, about 90 seconds, Pac and Phoenix absolutely demolished them. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't like the other team to get any offense on, off whatever whatsoever. Uh, Pack hits a 450. Phoenix follows with the driver to get the win. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's the the Chris Jericho MJF Pref Conference. Uh, Dash is hosting. First question, you can't really hear it. Yeah, um, and Mike issues tonight. Yes. It was, it was a guy
3: from Ble- uh, Bleach. Barstool. Barstool. Barstool, sorry, Barstool. yeah. Barstool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so uh, I think the question was, what are the tag titles? What would admitting the tag titles mean to Chris Jericho? Jericho right. says, everyone knows I am Le champion. It's not just a catchy name. It's the truth. It's been a year since I lost AEW championships. Time, I won a title. And along with all my other accolades, I'm also a seven-time tag champ. He's done it with some of the best names in the business, including Dwayne and Paul White, but none of them are better than MJF. Ooh, next, next question. Conrad! And Yeah, this is great. I popped, I popped big
3: time for Conrad. Uh, not as much as for J.J. Dillon, though. He said, uh, He said, uh, uh, chat me up, what are the odds of letting Sammy back in in the inner circle? And they both immediately just get so steamed at Conrad. I believe MJF referred to him as turkey tits. That's correct. Jericho calls
1: him fathead. calls
3: him fathead. I love Conrad. He is the best. Conrad is amazing. So
1: they both just, absolutely amazing. They,
3: I mean, they essentially just get mad at him and tell him to leave. Jericho wants nothing to do with Sammy Guevara. He says, Don't even uh, say his name. So Eric Bischoff is next from the eighty-three weeks podcast. No, there's one other guy. There's one other guy. Oh yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. Yeah, from yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the, he asked, "Why did you attack?" Papa Buck. Bischoff's question was kind of similar. He said, why did you attack Papa Buck? And MJF said, well, he attacked my best friend Jericho. What we did was self-defense. And if you think that's bad, wait till we get our hands on the Young Bucks. It wasn't our idea, though. And then Santana pipes up and he said, Young Bucks, did you think it was a good idea to bring your bitch-ass Pops here? (laughs) He said, do better. So then we get Slimy Bischoff. And uh, Bischoff says, do you know the condition of Papa Buck? And in your list of stupid ideas, where does motivating the Bucks to this degree rank? Which is a great question. It is a great question. Uh, so, Jericho, I forget Jericho's answer to this because soon afterwards the Bucks came down.
1: Yeah, so Jericho tells them to shut his mouth. They don't know or care about Papa Buck's condition as far as the Jacksons go. And that's when the Young Bucks music hits. They walk to the stage. Nick says, uh, You know, we knew they'd hurt, you'd hurt us, you'd hurt our friends. We never thought you'd hurt. Our dad, you made it personal. And Matt Jackson, I think, just about gave the promo of his career here. It was really it was, good. It was really good, really heartfelt. Says uh, his dad, their dad is the greatest father in the world, taught them everything they know uh, compassion, faith, family, love. He did everything Jericho and MJS fathers obviously failed to do. Uh, He says that he taught them to dream big and we couldn't afford to put them through college. He built them a ring in the backyard. and That DIY spirit is what created the Young Bucks. It created being the elite and maybe even this company. Without their dad, there wouldn't be the Young Bucks. There probably wouldn't be an AEW. Uh, He says, uh, MJF, you'd probably still be unemployed, living with your parents, waiting for a callback from Rosie O'Donnell. He says, Jericho, you'd probably be jerking the curtain tonight at the Performance Center. Uh, but they said the their father also told them to stand up for themselves. You know when you know you might get your ass kicked. They super kick Jericho and MJF Santana and Ortiz go after him. Brandon Cutler's out. The refs uh, come out. Jerry Lynn comes out to try to break it up. Uh, Nick takes uh, Ortiz up to the stage. Good Brothers are out with a table set up. Put Ortiz on top. Meanwhile, uh, after that, Gallows goes down the floor and help. I think it was Santana that was on the other table. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then so Nick does a swanton off the top of the tunnel, puts Ortiz at the table. Uh, Matt drops an elbow through, I believe, uh, Santana on the other table that was situated ringside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'd be totally down for Jericho
3: to be in NXT. That'd be rad. Uh, after that, we had a really cool yeah, Mox Kenny video package. You know why it, it was so Oneida cool, Larson? It, it had Onida in it. In it. it had legend, in it. Deathmatch legend. FMW legend. Amazing.
1: amazing. Some footage in there. Some B-roll.
3: Oh, Amazing! It was, great.
1: it was great. Pop, massive pop
3: for Larson. He basically just said he really likes this match for these guys. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my lo- my
1: only note for this is hell yeah, they got Onita.
3: I know. That's... I've got in all caps
1: at Sushi Onita. Man, we got that... We
3: got We got to We got to learn up on FMW, man. I want to be like the guy. We should start like a Church of Josie type thing, but, but just FMW? for FMW.
1: Yeah. See, like I've seen some of some of Onita's stuff. Um, I used to have a, 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 a death match. A Mick deathmatch tape, yeah, from some of his tours in Japan. That's rad. Um, so I, I don't know if I, you know how much of that was FMW, if any of it, but you know, like that particular genre. Not that I'm like super familiar with, but some of the names like Tarzan Goto, mm-hmm. uh you know, Onita, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are names I'm somewhat familiar with from that scene. We've seen a couple of. Them. We saw the sickle match. We saw the one where they had the, the casket match with the fire involved. That was. <laughs>
3: Every it they it, they would just it was just too much all the time. Yeah. They just trying yeah. to do too much. They never stopped. Yeah. yeah. Just chill. Yeah, we need to get back to, given that we're like, you know, OG XPW fans, I feel like we need to get back to our deathmatch uh roots, man. I mean I'm i fu- I'm fine learning more about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then we'll ever we'll do watch alongs for C Z W Deathmatch, uh Tournament mm-hmm. of Death or whatever oh, they call gosh. it. What do they call it? Tournament of death, right?
1: Yeah, tournament of death. Yeah. I don't know if my stomach can handle that these days. Yeah, no. So apparently Foley was just an IWA. I don't see anything on Wikipedia about him being an FMW. Nice. Uh,
3: all right. After that, we had FTR and Tully, who came out with his NWA title, and J.J. Dillon, uh, and a fancy suit. Uh, and then uh, uh, the Jurassic Express in a match. And uh, oh, this great. This was a ton of fun, because Tully looked like he was having the absolute time of his life. I mean, dude, how great is it? Tony Khan gives these old timers like so much proper respect. You know, I'm, I know. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to dog them. But it's like, damn, dude, can you do something else with your with legends besides like have Randy Orton talk shit to them? I know. I <laughs> like, know. Can you, is there any other way they can use legends over there? That other company? Like that, that isn't elevates. that
1: isn't disrespectful? <laughs> well, there's two ways. Either it's disrespectful to the legends or kind of disrespectful maybe to current talent there's no middle ground you <laughs> yeah know? right because he got goldberg there too that, that, that beats bray you know he beats bray wyatt why it shouldn't, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. shouldn't be happening yeah it shouldn't be happening at all um and then and yeah then you have you know like heck the last time big show was on wb television randy orton pucked him out hard I know. hard i know there's like no middle awkward. ground like hey how about this you use legends whether they can still wrestle or not to help elevate talent on the roster now
3: yeah, yeah and they do like legends night which you think is supposed to be like a celebration but it's just them hanging out literally like around catering
1: <laughs> just so, random little vignettes and little conversations yeah and they all go out in the ring at the end
3: oh they get to oh IRS gets a bit with our truth. That's great. I love it's our like truth. Why I, have
1: IRS, I have IRS with this kid because we know they're related. I
3: know. Exactly. At least give like a wink and a nudge or something. I know. Anyways, enough bitching. Yeah, they actually do treat. They they treat. <laughs> Kaufman says, and Ric Flair may be sleeping with a woman his daughter's age. He's like the one they actually treat with respect. <laughs> uh, after that, that's actually true. They actually do treat Rick pretty well. For the most there. part, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this match was a lot, this match was actually excuse me really really good. Yeah, no, this was tons of fun. I love when Tully teased a suicide
3: dive and then you know did a start strut, strutting start strutting instead. Great. Uh, Luchasaurus great. looked like he had some new gear, or at least new to me. It looked amazing. Uh, he had the uh, the double German suplex thing that to great. FTR, but then ends up posting his shoulder on the ring post there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tully uh, with his patented slingshot suplex on Marco great. stunt. Pop. Uh, Lucha. He even took a bump here, not a back bump, but Luchasaurus hit a spin kick on Tully. He went
1: down. Well, he the, teased the choke slam first. He's like, no, nah, I can't do it.
3: I can't do that. <laughs> to right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they hit uh, Jurassic Express. Hit the thoracic express for two on one of the
1: FTR guys. Yeah, uh, Jungle then, Boy's looking for a dive. Yeah, and that's when cameraman ran in.
3: Masked cameraman. Well, I guess not really assistants. masks.
1: just look like product because they all have masks on. Everybody's a mask yeah, yeah, man now. Yeah. But he had this hood up, so I guess it was to conceal his identity. Yeah. So he runs in the way of a Jungle Boy suicide dive, and then he decks uh, Luchasaurus, I believe, with Dylan's shoe, because that's one thing they teased earlier that uh, Dax hit uh, Jungle Boy with JJ Dylan's shoe. That's a throwback. Um, FTR and Tully hit that assisted pile driver to get the win. Tully pinned Luchasaurus. Tully
3: in this match. pinned Luchasaurus.
1: So this camera dude gets in the ring. It's Sean Spears with blonde mohawk. He looks great. They're all celebrating in the ring. Aaron uh, wanders out of the tunnel, kind of gives him a nod, throws up the four. Yeah, smirks a little bit and walks away. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice little moment right there. It was, it was. And totally, you know, gives him the, the horseman sign back, it looked like, mm-hmm. so after that. Mm-hmm. So Shivani's kind of hanging out on the other side of the tunnel. Uh, he comes out for an uh, interview with Paul White uh, when J.J. Dillon walks by, he tells Tony, it doesn't get any better than what you just saw. And Tony says, yeah, you don't get paid extra for for, for saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny.
3: White Browning here in chat brings a good point. This is when Slater fought a bunch of legends every week. I remember people shat on them. Yeah, that is that was actually kind of cool. Like Sid coming out and squashing Slater, that was actually kind of cool.
1: There was a story they were trying to tell with that. Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. It's
1: just so lately. I, I mean, mind. that was
3: like, what, five years ago?
1: That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Um, um, so uh, he introduces Paul White. Um, Paul says, uh, hey, raise your hand if you saw this turn coming. Yeah, little he joke made, there. made
3: a little gag there.
1: He made a little made a little funny. Uh, says he's incredibly happy to be in AEW starting out on TNT back when he was, had long hair and, and nothing but promise or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and gets a chance to come back after all this time to work with all the amazing talent in AEW. Mentally decided to do some color commentating on uh uh, uh, with Mm Shivani and to prove he's taking it seriously does he have a scoop for you this (laughs) Sunday AEW is bringing in a hall of fame worthy competitor Uh, it says they'll be in the building they're contracted I, I, I tune in to find out who they got and I'm telling you now just to know just so you know I knew in advance
3: it'd be kind of a cool thing if it was Angle right like Angle's kind of the biggest name they could get I would think He's also yeah, got was, is isn't he part of the Conrad lineup of podcasts now? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. adfreeshows.com yeah
1: um Yeah, like in theory, Brock or CM Punk are technically available. Yeah, Angle makes a lot more sense though. Angle makes a lot of sense. Yeah, tons of. But them. he seemed he seemed pretty con- you know like the interview the few interviews I've read of his after his Mania match, it was like his idea to retire from. From entering competition. Yeah, but dude, I just saw something
3: recently, and I don't know. I don't know where, like, where he said it. He said he thought he was going to be coming back to WWE, competing for titles. Yeah. So he might yeah, still he to have, have one last run. Yeah. Yeah. He might still have something left in the tank. I dude, anybody who sees, and granted, like when has, since Sting has come back, it hasn't been like barn burning. A lot of it's been a bit repetitious. But like he gets more respect in AEW than WWE gave him. I mean, David, look, yeah. they they gave him some respect, but like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, the way his his matches in WWE turned out, it was just kind of crappy, you know. Like and, the one
1: match he won in WWE was a tag match.
3: Yeah, yeah, thing.
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Um, and so I mean, you have to look at that kind of stuff as somebody who's you know like a Kurt Angle, and be like, man. That's like you a know, place where I want to be.
1: Maybe he he maybe he'll he sees what they're doing with Sting, and it's like okay, I could do, a couple, cinematic matches a year. I'm sure, yeah, you know, too crazy on the bumps. Could, he
3: could even do a couple normal matches a year. Oh, probably, you know? yeah, probably, absolutely.
1: Um, but you know, like the be there as a a personality first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Wrestle three, four, five times a year, maybe. You know, a marquee events. Be there to build these storylines. Help get some young talent over. Boy, it's Booker, possible. Booker T would be great. Oh, man. Could you imagine? This is the commentary
3: team I want. I just want Booker T and Taz together on commentary. Be off the charts, man. Unlike unlike Dark. yeah. <laughs> so, I, Excalibur and Taz have such great they're chemistry. They're great.
1: They, they are, just make each other laugh all the time. They
3: are great together. I know.
1: It's like the number one reason to watch Dark. Uh, uh, next match. Oh, sorry. First, it was a recap of the women's tournament leading to the tournament final between Nyla Rose and Rio uh, Mizunami mm-hmm. fun match. Oh man. I was so hyped. I
3: did not give uh Rio Mizunami much of a chance here, but from the second she stepped foot in this tournament. Oh man. I was so happy to see that three count go down tonight. Uh, the finish saw her hitting
1: a spear and a guillotine leg drop for three. But, man, what a match. I like how they referenced the how she beat uh, yes. uh, Aja Kong. Yeah, exactly. They, she tried to do the same spot where, where Nyla was on the outside, her head kind of against the apron. She hits the leg drop from the second rope onto the apron, looking for the count-out win. Didn't work this time. Um, that was great. Uh, completely off topic. During the picture-in-picture, picture, they ran a trailer for an Inside the NBA documentary. Did you just notice that? No. It looked amazing. Oh, God, I want to see that. I know. How long has Inside the NBA been on? A while.
3: Long time, huh? Ooh. Yeah. When is that, that going to be uh, All-Star weekend? Is that this weekend? Maybe.
1: Now, I thought I said it was going to premiere after a game. I didn't know it when it was going to premiere, but I want to watch it. Anyways, back to this match because it was really good. Um, yeah, they, they referenced the, the, the spot where Rio beat uh, Aja Kong. Didn't work out. Uh, Nyla Rose looks for a beast bomb rio blocks it hits this great look at exploder suplex uh goes up top uh nyla goes up there hits a superplex for a two uh, rio hits a german suplex then the spear and then you mentioned the top rope leg drop to get the win. that she this part was great i love this she gets in the ring presents her uh, rio with the trophy <laughs> they shake hands and then rio just forearms her
3: and, and she laughs she I laughs because she like she, she 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 sells it But then she laughs. She's like, oh, it's going to be like this, huh? This is going to be fun. And they start
1: trading. Come on, hit me. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. And then uh, Sheeta comes out ahead there. That was fantastic. This match should be really, really good. I am so looking forward to this match. This is great. Uh, After after that, we had a Sting interview. um, And he was talking about coming back. He thought he was ready. And then two weeks ago, he found out the hard way that he wasn't. When Brian Cage power bombed him through that ring, says, hey, Cage, I want to thank you for shaking off the rust. I feel like I'm ready for the street fight. Out walks Ricky Starks. He says, Every week, they've been going back and forth. And last week, you saw Sting tear this ring up, showed some fire. And Starks says, I'm mad enough to admit that Sting still has it. But I still stand behind what I said. You're no icon. And they slap Sting. Sting decks him, hits him with a uh, a splash in the corner, locks on the Scorpion death lock. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook get in the ring. They pull Starks out. Cage comes out, too. Well, he's pulling up his pants constantly. Um, he's looking to hit uh, Sting with another powerbomb. Darby runs out, hops on Cage's back. When that happens, his pants just kept keep, kept on falling off, basically. <laughs> I was so distracted by Cage trying to pull his pants up.
3: <laughs> hey, Cage, nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see a knot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Sting hits Cage with a splash. Darby follows Missile Dropkick. Team Taz flees.
3: Nobody needs to see a rusty sheriff bitch. <laughs> oh man, you know what I really appreciate about that is that they had uh Ricky Starks come out, not Taz. They're giving him more time and spotlight mm-hmm. cuz he's going to be a massive massive star. You got that right. After that we you had that right. uh El Numero 10 uh versus uh Max Caster. Uh you know, Caster's a clever rapper, but sometimes like his his raps are a bit on the tacky side. Like he he made that reference about Lady Gaga's dog walker. That's messed up, man. Yeah, oh, The full got shot. Yeah, that's messed
1: up. Yeah, anyway, uh, I know Scorpio... he's a bad guy. I get it, he's a
3: bad guy, but yeah, still,
1: but you know, it's kind of tacky a little bit. Uh, Scorpio Sky was on commentary, definitely uh, with a, a new attitude. <laughs> yeah, man,
3: love that new attitude. At least he's not just fun loving now, he's got a new attitude. He's got a new
1: attitude, he's mm-hmm. definitely healing up a little bit on commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that that change your pick at all as far as who's winning that ladder match, Steve? Everybody dies. (laughs) You know, there's more than one uh, royal family in pro wrestling, Steve. (laughs) 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 It took me a few to realize that's what it says at the beginning of Cody's theme. (laughs) Wait, is Cody still your pick? Uh huh. No, Cody is
3: not going to win that thing, man. Not a chance. 100%. 100%. Not a chance. You're crazy.
1: Nine confidence points. Nine confidence uh, points. My no, head will blow up. I My head will explode. Kid. I kid, I kid. There's,
3: <laughs> what does it say again?
1: I think there's more than one royal family in pro wrestling or something like that.
3: <laughs> oh, I hate his entrance so much. I love Cody so much. It's He, he makes it so fun to like give him shit. Because he's, yeah. he's on the top of the world. What does it matter if we like to poke a little bit of fun? Exactly. People so get really upset about it in our comments. They're like, oh, "Really talk about Cody like that. Sorry. You're looking to marry him. He's already married. Sorry, you
1: can't. Uh, so uh, this is a fun match. At one point, uh, Caster towards the end, uh, tosses 10 to the second rope. Jack Evans emerges from under the ring, blasts 10 with the boom box, and then Caster covers him for the win. And then uh, Evans makes his way. He like nods to Max Caster, makes his way up the stage, out walks Max, Matt Hardy with like a fluorescent green envelope <laughs> written on it. Yeah. Jack Evans,
3: $4,200. Okay, am I missing something with these numbers? 3700 4200 Not that
1: I'm aware of. Why
3: is it so oddly specific?
1: I don't know. I Maybe mean, it's just because it's funny. It is. It's hilarious. Rather than 5,000 know, or 2,500, you know.
3: But it's AEW. Everything yeah. I've gotten to know everything means something.
1: I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe someone in chat knows. I don't know. Uh, so that brings us to our main event. Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn taking on John Silver and Hangman, Adam Page. Uh, Hangman just couldn't wait to, 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 to get his hands on Matt Hardy. He wanted to beat the hell out of him. Uh, he had to wait a little while, though. Uh, He, uh, Hangman early on tags himself in um, And then uh, Hardy uh, Who was legal uh, For his team Shoves Silver into Page While Page was winding up for a lariat Page holds up uh, Hardy tags in Mark Quinn Quinn's isolated for a while And then Hardy eventually uh, Side effects Silver on the apron So they gain the advantage for a bit Uh, Page gets the hot tag Uh, He goes on a run uh, until uh, Quinn uh, hits Page. Page responds with Death Valley Driver, tosses Quinn at Hardy's feet and tells Matt to tag in. Instead, mm-hmm. Matt drops off the apron, mm-hmm. pushes Quinn from the apron back into the middle of the ring. <laughs> uh, Page goes for a suplex. Quinn escapes that, kicks Page at the back of the knee. Hardy's in. Now, he's ready to go after Page, hits a neck breaker, calls for the twist of fate. Page counters that with a belly to back. He low bridges Quinn out. Silver tags himself in. Spears Hardy falls like if you want to get it's a bunch like of offense in. It's like he's fast motion. Yeah, in like twenty <laughs> seconds he gets ten moves in. It's insane.
3: <laughs> and it, he looks like he's going like like they speed up It's, the, the, crazy. Yeah, I know. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like actually kind of weird to be honest It is it's crazy cool, but it also just looks weird because he's so fast.
1: I know. Uh so he gets a bunch of kicks, Brain Buster gets two, uh, and then Quinn drapes silver over the top rope, Hardy hits the belly to back, Quinn tags in. Hit Silver with missile dropkick. Uh, sends Silver to his own corner. Page tags in. He and Silver hit a bunch of double-team offense. Just in 30 seconds, it's like five moves. Yeah. Uh, Page hits a buckshot on Quinn for the win. Uh, after the bell, uh, Hardy attacks Page and Silver with the mic. Uh, he's in Page's face telling, saying, I hate you. This is all a setup. You're not going to make it to the big money match. Dark Order hit the ring. They start beating up Hardy. And then all the heel tag teams from the Battle Royal run out. Huge brawl breaks out. Then all the face tag teams run out. And then you have Paige and Hardy beat the middle brawl for a bit. And then the last team out is Ray Phoenix, and Pack. Now, they're not officially announced for this Battle Royal. But considering they came out here and there's one spot open, kind of got to assume they're going to be in there. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Or it's the Good Brothers.
3: The Devil Diggs. Yeah.
1: I kind of feel like it's a little soon to do Good Brothers, Young Bucks. They're really taking their time with this whole oh, Kenny yeah. Young Bucks, Good Brothers thing. Yeah. And yeah, that was the show. It was a lot of fun.
3: Uh, a couple people were saying they, uh, they think they saw them in the graphic. Oh, the Good Brothers? Uh, or Pac and Phoenix.
1: Oh, so maybe they are. Just uh, as of this morning, they were not announced. For okay. All right. Seemingly, I think they're in the graphic. All right. Cool. Uh,
3: let's answer some questions. Sure. I'll uh, bring up this thread here on the Patreon. I want to give so, a shout uh, out to, uh, for like two weeks in a row, Uh, good friendo Dirty Rich has been like, uh, hey, put up the questions,
1: Red. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Thanks. So thank you, Dirty Rich, for reminding me about that. Reminding. Uh, Jorge D, some bits, says, before we start, can anyone of you give a good review of Star Trek Nemesis? Steve, what's your like your two-sentence review of Star Trek Nemesis?
3: Oh, man, Tom Hardy is Jean-Luc Picard's clone. Can't go wrong. My only only issue with Star Trek Nemesis, I'll make this really quick, is that... uh, apparently there was more stuff filmed and other stuff written that was a bit more inside baseball for true next generation nerds that Mm. they like, like there was a scene where like that they filmed that, uh, Wesley Crusher was there that he had like a speaking role. And I think they like took like, he he sort of explained where he was going or something like that. Hmm. And they took that out. Like they, Mm. they said that the, uh, the director like was not like, not that he didn't like next generation, but he didn't endeavor to like, keep up to date on Next Generation, what it was all about Interesting. Um, b- before he made the movie. I'm sure he educated himself in some way, shape, or form because there's some hope. of that stuff. But apparently there's a lot more. It's supposed to be more of a love letter to Next Generation. But I, yeah. I dig that movie. I think it's pretty good.
1: Uh, Patrick Oliva does Shaq keep kayfabe and wear a neck brace at the All-Star game. should. That'd be great.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He should show up like packed it after he lost the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, super upset. Just yeah. super upset. I don't want to talk right now. Well, well, you got to grade that dunk there, Sha- Shaq. One. <laughs> Shaq, you're kind of screwing up the dunk contest. I'm going to screw up Cody Rhodes. Uh, Johnny Ralston. Who should Paul White's first match be with, and when should it take place? Well.
1: Lance Archer.
0: Everybody
1: dies. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Third Good says Kevin Nash, maybe.
3: Oh, I'd mark out for Kevin Nash and his brand-new knees. That'd be amazing. He's great. Uh, but I think he's he's loyal to the game, to the click. Yeah, I think so. Him and so. Scott Hall are never going to go to AEW as long as HBK and Triple H are running things in NXT.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: Chris Rappersod asks, do you think this is the best celebrity match ever? I don't know that I – I mean, it's 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 fun. It was top a lot five. of fun. It was top fun. Five. It might be on the lower, like, lower part of the top five for me. It's top five for sure. Because, like, McAfee's was really good. Then he also had McAfee's War Games. Um, you have... Uh, 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 D'Angelo Williams in Impact. D'Angelo Williams in Impact. You got Stephen Amell at All In, or Stephen mm-hmm. Amell at SummerSlam, although mm-hmm. probably All In was better. Um, and then uh, Stefan Bonner did one in
1: Impact, where I mm-hmm. thought he was pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. Uh bottom class says no so no more BS. That was amusing, but I have to say his music was pretty meh. Well, I mean it's hard to come, you know, the the follow up
3: whoa well. Yeah, look, the bottom line is you're not gonna get a lot. You're not gonna get they do I do feel like they need to step up their theme music game in AEW. There's some there there are some bangers
1: in AEW.
3: But they're kind Ooh. of few and far between.
1: Now, this is a good idea. Uncanny Ironfish says the fourth man is Darby Allen. Sting always gets turned on by the horseman. Yeah. That's true. I saw that earlier, too. Uh, people are noting that that
3: was Dark's theme, su- theme music. Oh, gotcha then. All right. I hope they give him something very special. That starts off with, but who loves Paul White? No more BS. <laughs> no more BS tonight. Uh, um, all right, let's see here. Dog authority figure, power rank Jericho's top five tag partners from any promotion. All right, so uh, Lance Storm number one. Lance Storms number one. I was gonna, I was gonna go Lance Storm Thrill number Seekers, one. Number one, the Thrill Seekers. Yeah,
1: um, got the Rock. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Big Show. Uh-huh. Uh, Did not he win the tag title with Christian?
3: Yes. Or at least he was tagged Barnard as Christian. And then, of mm-hmm. course, uh, what was it, Y2AJ Styles or whatever
1: it was? Yeah, Y2AJ, yeah. Y2AJ, that lasted that like lasted 10 about days. three weeks. Yeah, and Can't get any better in uh, those names. Uh, uh, Sue Lynn, or Sue Ellen, I guess Sue Ellen. Yeah, Sue Ellen, that's probably what it is. Uh, please don't tell me they are signing Ryback.
3: Mm-mm. Oh, for the fourth man? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. He could be, no, dude, listen. He could be like the modern-day Sid. Like he's, he's like in the road. They, they need the Spears part. The Spears role needs to be the rotating spot. Listen, you put Cody in there. You have FTR. Those are the guys that are always there. That's the Ric Flair, the Arn, and the, I guess the Oli or the Tully maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I guess the well, Tully. I mean, it's two different versions. Yeah. Oli, Oli who in the original one, Oli was the rotating. He was the original rotating guy. Cause after yeah. him, Wyndham came in,
1: right? Yeah. It was like Wyndham. And then Luger was there. Sting was there. Tony uh, Roma, Sid, Paul Roma. Paul Roma.
3: Tony Roma. Paul um, Roma.
1: Yeah. 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 Robocop. No, Robocop was there to counter the strength of Sid. Oh, that's he was right. nev- never a member of the Horseman.
3: And then eventually had Malenko, Benoit, Mongo,
1: Jeff Jarrett. Mongo. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Tyga J with the sub. Thank you very much. yeah you definitely need you definitely need uh you definitely need the uh all right hip-hop hippo says here Rotating uh church Spot. of joshi thing for fmw be great i don't know anything about it love to learn about something new if we could find a a, a good source of that stuff heck yeah yeah be great uh
3: nicholas price well yeah, that's his youtube that's <laughs> his youtube i mean if there's good quality stuff we can watch sure uh.
0: <laughs>
3: as long as people can sw- squint and sort of figure out what's going ah. on, it'd be great. Uh, Nicholas Price, Tony Khan decides to do another stadium stampede. Ooh. Which two factions would make the most fun match? The Dark, dark Order's got to be in there. Yes. At this point, the Dark Order is so chock full of personality, you have to have the Dark
1: Order. Well, I guess it'd be Dark Order versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2. Imagine Jack Evans doing all sorts of crazy stuff in the stadium uh yeah that'd be
3: crazy that'd be rad i'd like that a lot how about this what about this the dark order versus uh the japan side of the women's tournament i'm telling you you got to watch that six-man tag the I six-woman tag do. it was phenomenal and if you that would be that that crew right there those six women would be amazing in a stadium that'd be pretty cool That'd be pretty great.
1: cool uh, Combat Films Hunter. It says, also, didn't Scott Hall used to say that during your intros? Do I have a scoop for you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel
3: like the, st- the statute of limitations is off. I got to bring back Scott Hall because I really like sure. that one. I got a new scoop for you. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might think, what was it? There's a lot of podcasts out there.
2: <laughs> something,
3: <laughs> something like that. I got a scoop for you uh let's see here uh do, 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 do you think uh moses poses do you think the loser of the big money match will spiral or will it have a different payoff will spiral
1: or uh payoff? yeah i would think so because i would think matt, uh, matt hardy if he loses is going to start trying to siphon even more money off of a uh, private party that would be hilarious that would be absolutely hilarious uh jonathan what if the other former horseman sting brings in darby in the flare role with tully's group of spears and ftr as the other three new horsemen
3: who's the flare
1: darby darby no i like cody yeah cody's got the the cody's got more of an old school feel yeah and that fits in with ftr and like totally. the private jet
3: guy absolutely mm-hmm. it's cody
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is another family <laughs> what is it <laughs> There is another royal family in pro wrestling, out There's, There's more than one, more than one royal family in pro wrestling. There's more than one, but less than five families in pro wrestling. Somewhere in the top five of <laughs> royal families in pro wrestling. What is greater
3: than or less than five royal families in wrestling? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> How about, Uka- did you see Akaro Shida's
1: suit? She could be Ric Flair. How about, yeah. she? she's the leader of the yeah. New Horseman. How great would that great. be? That'd be great. Uh, Geogant Art, Hall of Fame worthy wrestler sounds like a wrestler, not currently the Hall of Fame. He was, yeah, Hall of Fame caliber wrestler or something like that. He said. I like
3: how when they say Hall of Fame, they're referring clearly to the WWE Hall of WWE one, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like, they should be referring to the going in Raw Hall of Fame. Totally. Cal Jack, Cal, they're bringing in Cal. Two-time uh, inductee, <laughs> two <time>. Cal Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh Ooh, great question. Steve Klein. which match is going to steal the show on Sunday?
1: Oh, it's going to be the death match.
3: <laughs> Did we even talk about Miro's promo tonight? Miro had a promo tonight? <laughs> Hold on a second. I wrote this down. Where is it?
1: I thought I caught everything. I stepped away for a little bit. I didn't know I missed a Miro promo. The only time I stepped away was what, during Max Caster's entrance, I thought.
3: What the hell? There
1: was a Miro promo last week. There he week. is.
3: Okay, it was after Ten versus Max Caster. How would I miss that? Uh, it was quick. It was very quick. All it right, wasn't in the say? ring. It was a video, and it was just. Uh, it was just. Uh, everyone who wants Miro to stop playing games will get their wish. Like he he okay. ta- he's talked a little bit longer now, but it was all pretty generic stuff. He was trying to be serious, Miro. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Uh Phoenix Down asked, What's Jeff Hardy's contract situation like? He just re-signed, I think. Oh yeah, here we go. Maggie
3: has the, the the larger quote. Thank you, Maggie. Said he said he was gonna give the people what they want and he was gonna get serious, and then
1: he spoke in bull in uh, Bulgarian. Okay. <laughs> and he said, Game's over. Okay. Well, hopefully uh he and Kip lose. Kip eats that pin, he turns on Kip. Yeah, game exactly. He's not playing games with Kip anymore. Uh, bottom classes so how many face heel turns can Paul White knock out in AEW before he retires
3: I think he's probably going to try to buck that trend I think he's probably going to just play it straight I mean he already kind
1: of poked fun at
3: it Mm tonight so Um, let's see we talked about that (laughs) sorry the way this is phrased is funny Tim Killer Whalen says, Why did it look like Shaq was crying the whole match? He literally did have tears at one point. I think his eyes were
1: irritated at something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Lots of wind out there. Uh, Flat says, Respectfully, if the new horsemen are going to be a top heel stable, it has to be Kenny leading it. Mm-mm, mm-mm,
3: mm-mm. No, man. Cody. Cody can be a bad guy. People loved Ric Flair, anyways. He was the guy that I all hated loved to hate. And that's kind of us with Cody. <laughs> Uh, the rain trigger uh, which AEW wrestler do you think will be the first to join a New Japan faction ooh that's a great question that is a great question an AEW wrestler is going to be the first to join a New Japan faction
1: I want to see Matt Hardy join uh, Takuchi Japan oh that's
3: actually good I like that I want to see Kara Ishida
1: join Los Gobernables. ooh that's good yeah because she
3: had that Naito suit on
1: yeah uh, Adrian C. with a bold prediction. If Larson picks Cody, Steve wins predictions. I kind of feel like that's going to be the case. Everybody dies.
3: Uh, uh, I'm f- done with the pa- with the Patreon questions.
0: Oh,
1: there's a few more over here. Uh, okay, Flats, any issue with seemingly all the baby faces standing tall tonight? Uh, it gave me a bit of pause as far as go-home math because Sting and Darby stood tall, Young Bucks stood tall. Oh, Matt Hardy totally stood tall, though. Yeah, when he it did. came he to did. the
3: one-on-one, he yeah, he's totally losing that yeah. match. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, The Young Bucks and Inner Circle, I have a hard time believing Inner Circle is going to win that match.
1: Yeah, same here.
3: A real hard time, but at the same time, you yeah, they didn't really get their, their revenge for Papa Buck on, but man, I don't know. That's a really good point. Like if Santana, if the idea of Santana getting on the mic was I'm the guy who masterminded the Papa Buck attack, then the young bucks motivation. Now their goal is to get the guy who got their dad mission accomplished because they put them through tables at that point. Like now they're not really that, that, that motivation, that story beat has been told
1: maybe, Maybe. Well, I mean, tonight, because it was Santana's idea, so he got put through a table, he and Ortiz, but the ones who actually executed the plan, Jericho and MJF, really haven't got their full comeuppance yet.
3: Yeah, and they don't cut a promo like that and then lose at the next pay-per-view. No,
1: no, no uh marpin ravioli is AEW doing too many surprises debuts surprises are great but it feels like AEW is building to surprises eventually it has to reach a point of diminishing returns right there's only so many surprises you can have yeah yeah they would they look in in a couple of
3: years there look it's going to be interesting in a couple of years when more wwe contracts come to pass i was thinking about this tonight <clears throat> One guy that we've always said is going to be thoroughly WWE for life, Seth Rollins. Hasn't he done like everything there and seems this whole like, you know, look, the embrace the vision stuff is great. It's not the weightiest thing in the world. And I don't know like when he's going to, he could be back in the title scene at any time. And I think him and Roman could be a really fun thing
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: because we haven't explored those guys in their current characters against mm-hmm. each other. But man, I don't know. Three years from now. Seth Rollins and AEW. He I think he wants a, a new challenge.
1: Seth Rollins yeah. goes to New Japan because he wants a new challenge. Oh boy, that'd be cool. Uh Jorge D, we all know it's gonna happen. So what is Sean Spears' new gimmick gonna be in a month after this one? Oh wow. Yeah, I was I was
3: I, I was hoping he'd put that glove back on.
1: Yeah. He I think what a perfect
3: idea for him to be in a faction. He yeah. needs to be in a faction.
1: Yeah. Uh White Brownie says with how good Shaq and Jade were along with strong lead in, this episode is one million guaranteed, right? Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Everybody dies.
3: Broken wheelchair says, What do you prefer at a pay-per-view? A feel-good ending where the babyface wins, or a great angle where the heel wins, gaining even more heat. So, in my opinion, it depends on the level of pay-per-view and the story being told. Yeah, it's all about the story. If it's like a double or nothing. Let's say double. Uh, let's say all out happens in September, like it usually mm-hmm. does, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've built up Hangman to the point where it's his time mm-hmm. to win that title, and Kenny's the guy to give it up to him. You don't just keep it on Kenny for the sake of getting more heat because you'll kill Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, if the story progresses naturally, where you got the climax, you've got the crescendo. That has to happen. Yeah. So it all depends on the story being told. And to a degree, the level, like if All Out is their WrestleMania, if that's mm-hmm. established as their as their big show, well, well, then I think, yeah, you you, give them, you send them home happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it all depends on the stories you're telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, C. Power Rank, NBA player wrestling performances, Rodman, Malone, and Shaq. Well, Shaq's number one. I thought he had the best performance of the three of them. I'd probably to go Shaq, Rodman, Malone.
3: I would probably go what Rodman about? Mal- Remember Malone was pretty damn good. I would have a Diamond Cutter. I'd go Malone number one, Shaq number two, and Rodman number really? three. Yeah, oh,
1: I no, think Shack went
3: through. Shack went through a table, dude. Yeah, I mean look, that's cool and everything. Rodman was actually a pretty good wrestler. I'm, I'm sorry, Malone was a pretty good. Ro- Rodman wasn't bad either. Don't, no, know. he wasn't. But no, I put Malone up there. Malone was cool. Anyways, that's going to do it for us for now. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll answer some more questions. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade,